0: hey it's josh cohen from the orlando magic and you're listening to the penny for your thoughts podcast from the guys at orlando magic uk now it's over to garrett mikey and paul go magic
1: in order for the magic to work you
2: have to truly believe in the magic
1: Hey, Magic fans, welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the uh, podcast of the Orlando Magic UK. We will be joined very shortly by the one and only Bo Outlaw of the Orlando Magic. And before that, let's get to my friends. Mr. Grant, how are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm okay. I booked Orlando for October, so I'm happy with that. Before I go on, I've got to congratulate uh, young Michael in the corner there. Uh, Michael and Connell, um, for their team. Live VAR pool, beating my Cardiff City. So uh, congratulations,
1: mate. Good luck in the next round.
2: That pains you to say that, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) Uh, you know. And uh, uh, did we get a bit of a ref rant on the uh, WhatsApp group about it, G?
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it was an absolute farce. Gosh.
2: (laughs) It's not the the officiating
0: it in the FA Cup, I, uh, they uh, haven't got a clue uh, Mikey?
2: either. Mikey, you,
1: I've got to ask you, didn't even were it. you: Were, you, didn't even were watch you winding it. things up at all?
2: No, not at all. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't poking for reaction one bit. I was just giving my honest opinion. <laughs> don't
0: believe it. <you. laughs>
2: but, but somehow, no matter well, how much you bait G, he will never ever not bite. <laughs> so. Ever well, and know. you knew it as well. You knew I was baiting you into it as well, and you just kept biting every time. Yeah. I mean, you would have yeah. thought Lauren Holtkamp and Mark Davis were refereeing that game. Uh, <laughs> the way you were as code. bad as them. <laughs> they were as bad.
1: <laughs> I can't believe we managed to get a ref oh. before we've even done the introductions. That's brilliant. <laughs> Honestly never mind <laughs> we've, booked,
0: we've booked Orlando for October so yeah very happy camper here
1: so uh, and yes, I'm very that's... excited to uh, talk to Bo that's all three of us uh,
2: booked for the same yep. sort of period isn't it so yeah. Orlando watch yourselves we're coming for you and if uh, if you're in the UK and you're travelling out at the end of October November yeah. we're, we'll uh, all try and do a uh, bit of a UK meet up there as well so uh, we've got some plans in the pipeline for what we're going to do when we get out there so uh
1: Good times, one, indeed. Of the one of the things we're, we're thinking of is organizing a uh, suite, aren't we, for, for a game yeah. for everybody so as we can sit together and uh, enjoy the game, enjoy at least one game altogether. So I'll be quality. Right, let's get the affiliate plug out of the way. So. Please support today's episode and visit the official NBA store, Europe and or fanatics uh, using our affiliate link in the descriptions on the podcast or directly from the website. Uh, shop the latest NBA gear and Orlando magic merchandise, including jerseys, shorts and t-shirts available with international delivery. Use the discount code magic UK 10 at the checkout for 10% off your entire order or use the discount code that's live on the website. Um, but please, be aware that there are some exclusions that may apply. And you can also find all the links on orlandomagicuk.com.
2: So let's get into it this week. Magic and, News. Um, and Paul. Just one thing. Yeah, and 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 you better you better snap at those Tom Brady jerseys now he's retired as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I just gotta just chuck that in there as Moving on.
1: <laughs> you just honestly, you baited G all weekend. And I'll him. On the one. not bite him. And you're now already doing it. It's bad form,
0: Mikey. Bad form. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst we're on the NFL before we move on,
1: who are we backing or who do we want to win the Super Bowl on Sunday? We've got to go for Bengals, haven't we?
2: Yeah. Yeah. 100%.
1: For, for Dan. We've got to we've got to be there for him. So we'll all we'll, we'll be sporting some something orange, no doubt. It's gotta be done. The city it's gotta be done for our friend it? Dan Salish. Yeah, exactly, man. So magic news. Rising stars teams have been announced. Um, Franz Wagner is on team Rick Barry with Kate Cunningham, <laughs> Dyson Daniels of the G League. What I just find that funny. you just great. I've done nothing <laughs> wrong this time.
2: <laughs> it's on team Rick Barry. That just made me laugh. Sorry, it's just me being childish.
1: Well, that's what As usual, Barry. not everybody's gonna know who Barry is. You're gonna think, oh, team Barry out of East Enders. So I've told you Rick Barry is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the rest of the players now you've spoilt my flow as usual is Kate Cunningham, Dyson Daniels of the G League, Evan Mobley, Isaac Acora, oh and Sengun, why do I get them? And uh, Jeshon Tate um, for, with Franz Wagner. And Cole and Jalen are together on Team Worthy. That's James Worthy. So as so Mikey doesn't have to crack up again. Um, he's with uh, from the from the G League, Marjan Beauchamp, uh, Josh Kiddie, Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, and Tyrese Maxey. Thoughts on them teams? G, do you like it? Mikey's still laughing at your Beauchamp.
0: What else is it? <laughs> No, yeah, I thought it was very, very. Well I played. thought that's correct. I actually,
1: very, yeah. I've got another one in a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, you notice I've got it. I've got it <laughs> phonetically highlighted, yeah, spelled it. out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to make a dick of myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're two very you good teams, aren't true. they? They are. Who
0: do you fancy? Um, I I got to stick with Cole and Jalen just because there's two of them. It's just a shame that the three are on one team. So either of those teams to win, I'm happy. Uh, doesn't really matter to be honest. As long as they put on a good showing, um, Cole's obviously going to be Cole, um, and hopefully you know entertain the media and that get might get a bit more you know limelight. So um, yeah, I'm just
1: hoping for some points up. I don't really care who wins to be honest. As long as it's one of those two. And then we have uh, the dunk contest. Uh, the rest of the contest has been announced. So we've got Jalen Green from Houston Rockets. One Toscano-Anderson from Golden State. Go on, Mikey. You know you're desperate to have a little smirk. Oh, it's and fun. Thank you. Hey, it does happen occasionally. <laughs> and then um, Obi Tolkien from New York. So, Mikey, what's your thoughts on uh, Cole's competition?
2: Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, matchup this year. Yeah. Um... I can't really say. I've we only see the Warriors play twice a year, so Toscano Anderson. I've I've not really seen him throw a ball down that much, I, but that, that was one that surprised me. I've got to be honest. Yeah, but look, Cole's got hops. I think he's he could, <laughs> as he said last night. <laughs> yeah, he could uh, quietly quietly surprise one or two people. Obi Toppin and Jalen Green, though, are, are freaks athletically. I would have to yeah. say they would probably be favourites for it um, but I, I, yeah I think Jalen Green might come out on top of this one but yeah. it's hard to call there's again it depends what Cole we're, we're, all, we're all shouting for Cole, for Cole to win it but yeah we'll, we'll see what he uh, dials up on All-Star Weekend
1: and then injury-wise we have Markel J.I. Moore MCW and RJ uh, all still out. Um, no real changes to, to note, but uh, RJ has tweeted out that he'll be back soon. We uh, had Mo Wagner missing last night uh, with a rib contusion, and Jey and Suggs had to withdraw in the first quarter with what's described as Achilles soreness. So let's have a quick talk about last week's games. Uh, we lost at home one hundred thirty-five to one hundred fifteen to the Memphis Grizzlies. Effectively, Little defensive play from uh, the Magic. Yarmoram, guys, a walking highlight machine, finished with 33 points. Uh, Cole led the Magic with 22, uh, showed a bit of improvement in his efficiency on Saturday. Then, um, G, turn away now, close your ears. We lost 116-83 to to the uh, G's favourite green team, Boston Celtics. uh their defence stifled us limit all night. We just mm-hmm. couldn't get in any sort of rhythm. Uh, from the field, we shot less than 36% and just over 19% with the three ball. Uh, only two Magic players made double digits. Jalen Suggs with 17 and Wendell Carter Jr. with 14. Uh, shall we move on from that one? Yeah. And then last night on the road, Start of a West Coast trip, 113-95 to 95 victory, where we had a season-high 34 assists as we played some fantastic ball movement against the uh, somewhat depleted Portland Trail Blazers who were um, in a bit of tum- turmoil with uh, all the trades that's going off. Cole had 23 points, seven rebounds and nine assists. Franz Wagner, 13, nine and seven. Uh Gary Harris, all five shots made from three-point range. Wendell Carter Jr., great defence on uh, Nurkic. He also scored 18 points, as did Juma. And Mobamba Bamba in with 13 points, nine rebounds and two blocks. I know we weren't going to talk at length about these things, but anything that stood out for either of you last night on in that performance? Shooting so what you just said.
0: ball movement shooting the three Uh, they were just playing with more confidence I found Um, obviously Portland were depleted it was nice to actually come up against an opponent that was depleted Um, I know my magic moments that we'd win going against my prediction for the week but just looking at them after that trade um, you know other than Simons and Nurkic they haven't really got much and uh, I don't know, this Portland rebuild, I think that's going to be a bit of a slow burner for them. Uh, but going back to us, no, it, it was a lot better, a lot more confident. Um not fault it, really. That's what you want to see every night. And, you know, you, you, you pay the money to go and see them play uh, and you can walk out the arena happy that, you know, you've, you've had that effort and that execution last
1: night. Any sympathy for uh, Chelsea? Chelsea?
2: Mikey, or Mr. Billy Ups, as I called him the other day when we were talking. No, because I, I, <laughs> he he must have, Mr. Billy Ups. He must have. um <laughs> Head coaches work with the front office, don't they? So he must have had some idea that it was a it was a possibility the Blazers might shake things up. Um I'm not sure they're going to go full rebuild. I mean, it does feel like the writing's on the wall, and it's just a matter of time before Lillard gets moved or dealt or whatever at this point but because um, they're saying they want to they want to retool around him and, and Anthony sign who's emerged and, and playing very well for them but no why, why look we're, we've been the worst team in the league this season why should we feel sorry for anybody else <laughs> liking the answer mate liking right, the there you I'm go. good
1: with that I'm good with that so <laughs> let's get Bo on We are now joined by a 14-year NBA veteran, played 914 career NBA games um, with the LA Clippers, Orlando Magic, Memphis and the Phoenix Suns, including 22 uh, career playoff games. Had 360 games with the Orlando Magic from 1997 to 2001, 2005 to 2007, ranking third in all-time block shots and seventh in rebounds, Magic Community Ambassador and Ballet Sports pre- and post-game colour analysis. It's the one and only Bo Outlaw. Bo, thank you for joining us. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How doing? you doing? <laughs> you know, hey, we are fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. No, people joking. i think people don't remember how much uh, you actually played for this team and uh, what you brought to them um you know you member of the heart and hustle team um from to 2041 games um whisker within the playoffs coming within the playoffs and still on record by dot rivers as being one of the favorite teams he's ever coached uh, what what what's favorite memories of that time the
3: heart and hustle team. Uh, it's, it's, it's different because every time we talk to one of the guys, a memory comes up and oh yeah, I remember that. It's uh it was a lot of good memories because we expectations for everyone else was totally different than what we expected out of ourselves. Cause uh when you're out there going through the practices and and doing what we do, we knew what we were capable of, but everyone else looking at what they saw on paper just the names they didn't look at the, the heart of the people people playing the game
1: yeah yeah so what was the outstanding moment for you what one particular thing as you look back on mm,
3: during that season
1: yeah during that season
3: man oh man uh, I don't know it's like it's several different situations guys <laughs> getting awards, guys getting recognized and just winning games when you weren't supposed to win. Like we're talking, we had a homestand. I think we probably had five or seven-game homestand. But it was uh, like probably the best teams in the league, the San Antonio Spurs, Indiana Pacers, New York Knicks. Like we had a tough home and we ended up coming out of that with more wins and losses. And they were like, what? And it was just when we played, Every game, it was just we played so hard and played for each other. And that was the, that was, that's what it, but we had so much fun with each other. It was unbelievable.
1: Yeah.
0: There was one moment, sorry, there was one moment in that season, Bo, um I just did a bit of a deep dive. You got a triple double uh, without missing a shot, which was a record that stood until recent. I think Russell Westbrook might have um, managed to do it as well. So um, that must have been some feat, especially against the Boston Celtics.
3: Yeah, well, so and I guess in the moment when you're playing, you don't really recognize what you're doing. You're just trying to make shots. That's what we do as basketball players. We're trying to make all the shots. And uh, <laughs> when it happened, I was like, man, I I didn't even – I just knew it was a triple-double. I didn't even know I didn't miss a shot until someone – I think I just found that out maybe a couple of years ago. But I just was playing a game trying to get a win.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. As Paul's mentioned, we've all managed to meet you at some point um, and you've been very kind with your time. Um, in fact, I just wanted to share a story with you. When we met you in 2015, my wife and I, you kindly signed my wife's jersey, which is hanging at, behind me. And you were like, wow, it's, a, it's a, an outlaw jersey. And we were like, yeah, that was great. Um, I, and we asked for a, for a selfie and I said, oh, I've got this new phone. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Leave it with me. And you grabbed the phone And you showed me this button on the side that I didn't know existed, (laughs) um, and it was the the one for the selfie. And my wife and I call it the bow button now. So uh...
3: (laughs) that's quality.
2: Yeah, that's That's
3: a great story, G. That's pretty cool. So,
0: um, as Paul's mentioned, the Heart and Hustle team, um, obviously, media pundits said you know they'd be lucky to win ten games, uh, and you come out and win forty-one. Um, so how much did that media criticism drive you you and Daryl and the boys
3: when we first heard it I think we all got a little chip on our shoulder but I think we just played so hard and played for each other like when we were in practice the practices were harder than the games we went at each other's neck throat however you want to say we went at each other like we didn't even like each other, but once we got off the court in the <laughs> locker room, we were talking about, man, why you hit me like that? Hey, you wasn't on my team today, so, and it was never personal. And yeah, we, we play that hard. Some guys gonna get, getting their feelings, and yeah, we had scuffs and pushes and tussles. Yeah, we did that, but when it came down to it, we were we we had each other's back, and it was it was unbelievable.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about about your teammates that year. Obviously, there's um, you know, a lot of our listeners are probably new to the Magic. Um, I was lucky to follow the team since yeah. 97. So you've very much been part of uh, my my Orlando Magic jersey. Uh, the likes of Pat Garrity, John Amici, uh, Tariq Abdul-Wahad, uh, Chris wow. Gatling. Tell us about um, you know, playing with those guys and what you learned from them.
3: This guy, you named some names right there. So here we go. Chris Gatlin was – he was probably one of our older guys. and He wasn't really old, but we knew when we gave him the ball, it was going to be a one-on-one shot, and he was going – it was a good chance he was going to score, and he was going in to go post, left. Yeah. He was going to go left. John Amici was our guy that we – he was our main guy to go get us a bucket in the post. We needed his bucket. John Amici was our guy. Uh, Pat Gaddy was a guy on the perimeter – couldn't leave him because he's gonna knock down every three he got and he was always ready to shoot it. Tariq Abdul ahead. That's a name. That's a blast from the past right there. That guy did all the little stuff, didn't complain, just played the game the way it was supposed to be played. Uh I miss when we got when we traded him. I was like, man, because that guy was a good he was a good defender, unselfish guy, and just wanted to win. And that's what that's what we needed on team, and that's why we were the way we were, because a lot of us if you look at it, we were kind of the rejects. No one really wanted us. You know, a lot of guys got traded and moved around but we just like, hey, we here for each other. Let's get it. Monty Williams, Darryl, Chucky, Ben, myself. Like, we... You name some of those guys, we weren't started until we left those teams. Like, we started here, yeah, but a couple of guys got championship, guys got on other teams and was real successful And this. That team had more character than any team i played with. Because the guys, we we were... I'm just going to keep saying, we were for each other. We did not have dislikes. We we all... I was talking to... Uh, who was I talking to? I think ben Wallace the other day. And we were talking about how we can have a conversation on the bus. And it's one conversation. The whole bus is talking about the same thing. So, yeah. and, that's and, how tight we were.
0: I mean, and that team... You look back at the Orlando Magic' history and its thirty whatever years it is. You've obviously got the '95 championship um, finals team, the 2009 finals team, but the other team is that heart and hustle team, and, and that's down to you guys. So uh, you know, it's a very fond memory for us.
3: Yeah, thank you. Now, I, when people put us in that category, I think, I think what it is, people respect what we did. Yeah. what 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 do we do we went out and played hard every game slid under tables flew over tables knocked popcorn down spilled drinks got up and played again and didn't care because we were just trying to win and if you were on another team we were coming at you we didn't care who you yeah. were
0: yeah and that's why you like paying money to see that let all left out on the floor yeah. so we appreciate yeah. it both
3: right, thank you guys for the support like and that's, I, I, I'm not going to say we were playing for you guys, but we were playing the right way to play, go out there, respect the game, play the game, respect your opponent, play hard and do your job. And that's what we try to do. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So Bo, you are you are well known to be a very athletic, uh, forward, centre, tenacious defender, play with lots of energy. Is there a player in today's game who you see... Who see you? Sorry, who? Okay, I'm doing a pool now. Who you see plays a similar <laughs> way?
3: Oh man! Who oh, plays man. a
2: similar way? How to how you? I play. knew what you were
3: trying to say. So you know what I was trying to say. To say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long it took. It's cool. Uh, the game is different. Told to compare, you can say this guy. The guy's a lot more skilled than I say where I was i was I was like say more athletic. my skill set was I could dribble the ball pretty good, I could pass and make plays shooting wasn't my strong point, but I can make sure I can make a shot when when needed so the guys that play if you look at if you say a a, a guy today who's mm-hmm. comparable to me, it's gonna be hard because the game is offensive now back then it was more defensive so I could get in the game and play because my defensive awareness and skills. Now, I would have to be an offensive player to be able to play. So, it's a little different time. So, that comparison be kind of hard because back then, defense was cool. Like, it was cool to play defense back then. If you play defense, you were the man. (laughs) So, I was like, yeah. (laughs) Someone just tried to call me. I'm like, what? (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's good. Don't worry, mate. It's not a problem, though. It's not a problem. I I had an experience where I got to sit um, courtside for one game. It was the uh, Detroit Pistons game um, in November 2018. And to my absolute pleasure, I got to sit with Nick and yourself and listen to you guys talking about the players on the court, your analysis. So that brings me to something I want to ask you about because he plays in that same sort of position as yourself. What do you see about Wendell Carter Jr.'s game?
3: I'm a fan. He plays the game the right way. He's better. He's, his skill set is better than mine. He can shoot the ball all the way to the three-point line. I might have been a better post scorer, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take him. He's a little bit bigger than me. I'm a little bit more athletic than him. So mm-hmm. it's pros and cons to both of the guys, but I'm a fan because he plays defense and he plays hard. He goes out there and give it his all, and uh, he's playing the game the right way. Yeah, is this some, is this, is there a particular area that you feel he could really
1: improve his game on?
3: Uh, if you look at him, he's improved so far since he got it every year, Yeah, in huge all life. areas, not just one area. His shooting the ball, his range is extended. His defense has gotten a lot better. It was good and still good. He's handling the ball a little bit more. So if you look at his overall game, he's gotten better since he's been here. And the good thing is he's coachable. He has no problem listening.
1: Yeah. That's that's important as well with a young player
2: to be able to listen to what the coach has got to say. Yes. Yeah. Bo, what's been your biggest takeaway from this season so far? And What do you think about this young group that uh, Weltman and Hammond have put together so far?
3: Yeah, they're doing that. They, the hand that dealt, they're doing it well. They're playing. They, they they're battling through injuries. Guys are available. Guys not available. You get healthy, and you're not healthy. So, with what's going on, they're doing the best. But you can look at the improvement. <laughs> That's what it's about. Are we getting better? Yeah. Are we doing the things to improve? That's what they're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, we had your good friend Daryl Armstrong on the podcast back in September, bro. Um, tell us about your relationship. It's always, you know, when we ever, whenever we see you together, you're having a laugh, you're having a joke. It just seems to be a lot of fun there. Um, and are there any standout moments or stories um, of <coughs> being teammates with Daryl that you could share with us?
3: I got a lot of stories, but I don't know if I can share them.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can always we can always put parental advisory on. Um.
3: <laughs> if I if I tell those stories, he gotta be on the phone with me, because that did it, it when we start talking about stories, we know what's about it's it's that guy's different. He's a special guy, man. Uh, when I first met him, we started playing. It was a it was a connection. Uh, he played the way I played. So he was controlling the, the the guard area. I was controlling the forward area. So we just put that together, and we just tried to control the defensive side of the court. And it just worked out like it was – it was. A, he, I can't explain it. It's some when, when we see each other, it's like we've been seeing each other for the last six months, and we just hold conversation like we mr missed the beat. He's a really good dude. I know his family and his kids, and it's just – that's my guy. He's a good dude.
1: We pleased for him when he got the uh, induction to the Hall of Fame.
3: One hundred percent. I was there and we I interviewed him at a speech, and it, it, it was it was a good moment because uh, he's well. It was, it was deserving because he put in work. Like he was a guy that played in several different leagues. Didn't get the opportunities when he got the opportunity, he took full advantage of it, and. As you say, from nothing to the way he is today is an unbelievable story, and that's that's what it's about. And like I tell my kids, every guy in the league pretty much has a story, but that story he he wrote is pretty good one.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What do you remember about the summer of two thousand? You were obviously part of the Magic at that point, anyway, and uh, and the Magic went out and signed T. Matt Grant Hill, and there's lots of rumors and stories that they nearly convinced <laughs> Tim Duncan as well. But what do you think? The magic could have done. Obviously, Grant Hill inj- injuries s- sort of held that team back a lot. But what do you think was the ceiling for that team? Had Ed- had he had stayed healthy?
3: That Tim Duncan rumor was pretty close, to accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, when, I, when we when we signed Grant and Tracy, I kind of knew I was out. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I knew that because I was a three at the time. So, I'm like, hey, one of them guys is going to play the three, and I'm not better than them. So, I knew my time, it was kind of short. But uh, if those guys, if he, if he was healthy, there, there was no, the sky was a limit because those guys can fly. out play. And uh, would have, could have, should have, if, we'll never know. But if he was healthy, um, then you'd have, the two guys here that everybody would wanted to play with. So you'd have anybody here you wanted to to fill in the spot that was needed. Mm. Tim Duncan was a San Antonio guy. He really wasn't going away. He know, it, but you could have got any other player you wanted to with them two guys because they were superstars. To the day, if you notice, they're both in the Hall of Fame for a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've uh, also um Got a question from one of our friends who does the Orlando Magic UK with us, Gary Craggs, and he seems to recall reading in Slam magazine that in pre-draft workouts, players had to defend and uh, had to be defended and
3: compete with you. Is that true? Yes, we, I was in the gym from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> I from time to time, I was I was a gym rat so. You know, we'll play some and, and get around. I remember we was in there playing a couple of times and I, I talked to him after, you know, give him some advice and it was it was good to be in there. But so he was pretty no, good. Carry on, Bo, sorry. No, I was just saying it so, was pretty good because during the workouts we were working out, so they would come in and say, Hey, y'all want to work? Okay. And we'll just hop in, do some drills and play no. and get hit. <laughs>
1: he he did ask
3: also. So
1: is there a particular rookie that you came off the court and thought, damn, that guy's good? And is there somebody that you looked at and thought was really good and got away from the team
3: as well? Nah, it was more about you was trying to help the guys. It wasn't like, oh, he can help us. You were just trying to give them every opportunity, give them some advice, show them the ropes, the do's and don'ts, and, and let them go for their... Uh, I think the guy we drafted, Matt Harpin, was... Yeah, he was a real tough dude, so I was like, yeah, that's going to be a good pick. You pick him up, you got one that's going to come to battle every night, and that's the thing doing. i up I doing.
1: Find, I find that really interesting because we don't see or hear anything about the draft workouts. Um, so is that what it is then? Somebody just comes in and it's given a chance to play against you guys and they get a bit of advice and the team gets to have a look? Or is there anything further to it?
3: But it's different now. The times are different. So they get workouts. They got drills they run them through and shots and this and that. And they might play with some of the guys. But it, it's totally different now hmm. than back then. Things changed a little bit.
1: <laughs> More scientific, perhaps.
3: Yes. And a
1: little scientific, <laughs> you know. A
3: little
1: different. Now, see, so you are community ambassador with the team. Um, the history that you've got with Community work within Orlando and uh, the South Florida community is incredible. You were a three time winner of uh, the Family Award, weren't you, For the, with the team? Uh, I
3: know all this, though. I know all <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Media Report. <laughs> yes, that is a we had George Yolant on the other week, and he said, I'm the only guy that actually reads that because every time somebody comes on, I've kind of done a little bit of research so we've got something to talk about that is perhaps something different. But the community work that you and Nick do, um, how important is that to you and the satisfaction that you
3: get from seeing the work that you do? What is it? Oh man, it's unbelievable. You can you can go and score a bucket, win a game, and people come sign an autograph and that's cool, and that's great. But the the look on a kid's face when you go out there and make a difference in their lives, that's unbelievable. Because that's going to, the things you're doing for them you're trying to set them up so you can remember those things for a lifetime trying to give them some skills and some opportunities to be in a better position on they end and we're in a better position so you're just trying to give them advice and resources to be better than who they came there when they saw you the
1: team the team do do some amazing stuff with the community it's it's phenomenal what's what's done and we can only we say this every time um that we've We've become involved in a couple of bits. We did the uh, half marathon, the through half 5 was That we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did that. Um, and this, the, what that team does for the community is something that every sports team should look at and aspire to. I think it's just incredible. And you must be so proud to be part
3: of that. I'm so proud. Of you you gotta understand. The, the communities that you play in support you so much. If we can just turn around and support them as much as they support us, it'd be a great, it'll be a great thing. We so we try to make sure that we're out there and, and let them know that we appreciate that they support us, or we're gonna just try to support them as well.
1: Yeah. One other thing I want to know, game day, when you when you're not doing the uh ballet sports stuff, what's the game day involved <laughs> for you? Because you you do spend quite a bit of time in the in the arena meeting fans and the like. What's what's
3: involved for you? Yeah, I, I'll get there probably about five, something, walk around, talk to my coworkers, and then uh, we, we'll discuss what we're going to do, what what events we got going across the, the game. And then the rest of the time I'm there, maybe talking to some of the players or some of the former players I played with. And then some fans getting there for, and just trying to give a, a, an experience for people coming there for the first time or just been there regular and want to say, hey, and that's what it's about, man. Like I tell a lot of people, I mean, would rather you talk to me than talk about me, so you want to talk to me, not a problem.
1: Cause you're incredibly generous with your time when people with I say I think we've all come across you in the Amway at some point. Yeah. Um it was certainly the first place I met you. Um and you you, you Nick, um just the, the guys go out of the way to make you welcome. Um and that's something very special as a fan that you don't always get. And I, I can't. I can't say enough that it makes you feel part of the the team,
3: and that's something special. No, it's, I just do it because <clears throat> you, you can say it's the right thing to do, but why wouldn't I speak to you? Like it's just. Wow, like you're there, I'm there, what's up? How you doing? If you see me speak to me, I have no problem with it. I'm I like people and have you if you if you little are a little too tipsy I'm like, all right, let me walk over here and you just do what you do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gee, it's amazing that Bo's yeah. ever spoken to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gee, Bo
0: Yeah, um you played um the magic softball team uh with a very close friend of mine, Lewis Hagerman. And um, like,
3: how do you know all this?
0: <laughs> fans, Bo, we're fans, we're fans. And, and I was speaking to Lewis the other day, and um, he said, ask Bo, why did he wear shades or, you know, when he played basketball? Because you don't wear glasses now, do you?
3: No, not now, but I'm in the process I'm going to get some. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah,
0: so just how did the shades come about?
3: Early uh, in my career, probably my second year, I was playing for the Clippers, and I got poked in this eye. I think one game. Then the next game, I got poked in this eye, and then I think the next day in practice, I got poked in this eye. So I think three days in a row getting poked. I was like, "Yeah, we got to figure something out." Mine. I was like, my eyes were like bloodshot. Like you know, you get the blood clot in the eyes are red. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So I'm. Like I couldn't take it, so there came the goggles in there, and they stayed with me because, like I tell people, if you replace my teeth, I still can eat. Replace my eye, cannot see. So <laughs> I, I said I, I rather I rather not wear mouthpiece, but I wear some goggles. So I was like I picked which one to wear because you, you, I get this chip, you can replace it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and it was a good luck in fairness bro. I mean you see Wendell Carter at the moment he gets his um, his eyewear knocked off literally every night doesn't he so there's a lot of it goes about
3: yes because you get you, you're in the paint you're going to get hit in the face a couple of times and I wasn't the biggest of guys down there going to I was six eight. some guys 7 foot so elbows right around your face there so it's common to get hit in the face
1: over the weekend we saw two really subpar performances from the team and picked themselves up last night and went out, played Portland. Uh, Okay, Portland were, should we say, understaffed, but it doesn't take away from what Orlando produced. What does it take as a team to look at two really poor performances and go, right, we need to sort this out? How do you begin to address and
3: pull yourselves from the floor? Yeah, that's when the coaching staff comes in. You know, they probably have their meetings, but they come back to the guys and just, you know, you're gonna to talk to them, and say hey guys, we're better than we've been playing. That's the bottom line, because the performance you have, you know we're better than that. So we're gonna go out there and do play magic basketball, our style, do what we do, and the rest take care of itself. But you gotta go out there every night and play the game, and respect the game because every night you go to the gym, there's another team trying to beat you. Sometimes they're going better you, sometimes they're going to you, be worse than you. But you can lose both of those games or you can win both of those games. So you've got to go out there, respect the game and play the game every day. That's
1: cool. And I know we're approaching the trade deadline um, and, you know, whether the Magic make any moves or not. But how 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 good do you feel this team could be that we have the core of at the moment?
3: Yeah, if we had everybody, it's a whole different situation. Everyone's yeah. saying a lot of different things. But, uh. That's the lead. Guys get hurt and guys come in so you got to try to deal with injuries and manage them the best you can. Uh, it's, it's part of the game. It's a part that no one really wants to want to happen but it happens so you just got to try to make do with what it is and they're doing the, the best they can do right now playing because every time you go to the gym like I said you got other professionals doing their job as well.
1: Yeah. I know we going to where we see uh, your your youngster Wearing
3: magic blue at some point, do you think? I don't know. I have no control. If they play basketball, that's on them. I'm gonna support them, but if not, I'm gonna support that too. So that's on them. I just go <laughs> with be <them> in the crowd. <laughs> we want the legacy to continue, man. We want the legacy. They, they in control of it. They, I can't, I can't. Like you know, this old, old saying: I can take the horse to the water, but I cannot make him drink the water. Absolutely, I can take you there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well if you if you've got somebody to take you to the water for the uh for the magic then hey, lead on. Lead on though. That's all good. But mate, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. We do genuinely appreciate you giving you, your time to us. Thank you so much and no, have a pleasure. great one, man. Thank you no, so my much. Pleasure. You
3: guys, I yeah. appreciate like I say, I'm sorry it took a little bit longer than we thought, but uh hey. hey. It's all good. good. We are just
1: so happy to have
3: have you join us and thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for the invite. my pleasure. Like I enjoyed it, so thank y'all so much and, and many successes. We all got some other stuff later on. Just hit me back up and we can do it again.
1: Okay. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed having Bo on. Um it was good. So let's get into the uh, trade deadline stuff. Um there are an absolute shed load of suggested trades knocking around for the magic. Uh, trade deadline is coming up uh, tomorrow, 8pm um, UK time, and I think we'll take a quick chat around some of the proposed ones. So, is there anything that you guys actually like amongst these that are out online? So, the first one is Atlanta Hawks receive Gary Harris. We get back uh, Danilo Gallinari. Can't even believe us, but fellas, that one. Uh, <laughs> Gallinari, a uh, 2023 second round pick. Um, what's your thoughts on that one, Mikey? Anything you like there?
2: Um, anything that returns a pick, whether it's a sec- couple of seconds or a first, I think you've got to listen. But I'm not quite yep. sure. First round picks are really what we need. Sorry, I'm not sure. Second, yes, yeah, I'm not sure. Second round picks are what we need at the moment. Um, Gallinari's good. I just don't think he's. There's nothing else there really that I don't know. I'm not really sure. Cap space isn't something that I think we need just now. I think we're still waiting another year before we can really capitalize on that, and that's going to make a difference. Because I feel like next year's more case of shaking things out to see who we truly want to build around next year when we yep. see Isaac and Fultz return. Um, I mean, Gallinari's only got 5 million, as you put Paul in here, that is guaranteed out of his 21 million yep. contracts. But I just don't see the point in in eating cap space like that. I feel like we could probably get something back that's more meaningful. I'm a, I'm a pass on that one,
1: personally. Mm. G, a yeah. pass on it? Yeah. He, yeah, I pass on that. We, we don't
0: take our second round picks anyway. Um, And I think Gary Harris, and I've been quite vocal about this in the last couple of days, I I think he's a valuable commodity in that he's a a good veteran. Um, If he wants to stay, then I'd pay for him to stay. Um, And worst case, you can either do a sign and trade wants to go to a different team and you might get an asset from them a bit like what we did when we acquired Grant Hill from the Detroit Pistons back in 2001 Um, or or we keep him around for next season if we've got all this cap space why can't we just give him 20 million just to bring him back for a season just so he brings everyone along a bit more Um, we've got the cap space we're not going to make a big free agent splash so no I'd keep him around myself
1: so we're all passing on that one This next one, I'm going to say it before we even start. I'm passing on this one. Very, very hard pass. Cleveland Cavaliers receive Robin Lopez. And in return, we get uh, point guard Kevin Pangas and centre Ed Davis and their 2026 second round pick. Gee, anything at all for you in that one? Well, Davis ain't a bad
0: player. He was pretty good when he was at Portland, crashing the offensive boards. And at the moment... You know we're severely lacking um cleaning the glass. A um, second round pick. It's a second round pick, isn't it? Yeah. We're just, we're just storing them up like they're going out of fashion. Um Rolo's an expiry. Was um Ed Davis an expiring contract, or do you know? He doesn't. He
1: didn't say. I didn't actually look he didn't either. Didn't say. Yeah. No, he didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I look.
0: don't know. I could. I could take or leave that, but I like Robin Lopez on the team, and you know he wants to yeah, use the whole of his Disney past, So I'd probably pass. <laughs> right, I'm 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 a pass on that, Mikey. You pass.
2: Yeah, or yeah, are you, absolutely. No, I I'll don't pass. think so. I, I think we we we're looking at needing a. And we and I talked about like with this in our Twitter group a little bit, and we were talking about this this morning, but. Worrying about a backup centre is really what we need to be worrying about right now. We can pick up one in the off-season. There's going to be plenty of uh, serviceable big men that we can pick up if Lopez doesn't come back. I, I want to see Lopez come back next year because he's the sort of vet that you want around this group. Um, and he's worked well, uh, and he's professional when he comes in. When he does play, and he has six or seven games where he sits on the sideline, gets te- gets the technical for sitting in the same spot he always does. Um, <laughs> but no, no, keep keep Rolo around. That. There's nothing there really. That um,
1: wait, I want I want to see more of him dunking the
2: biscuit and sipping the tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
1: What a celebration that is. That's great. Okay, I'm I'm interested in this next one a little bit. So, Detroit, they receive Mo Bamba. We get back uh, the guard forward Hamadou Diallo. Their 2022 second round pick um, that comes via the Brooklyn Nets and their 2024 second round pick that comes via the Sacramento Kings. What's your thoughts on that one, Mike?
2: Um, I think this is probably along the sort of lines that a deal if we get for Bamba is is probably as much as we're going to get. I don't see us, he's not, teams aren't going to give a first round pickup for Bamba. Um, Diallo is still 23, 24? 23, Um, yep, 23. And he's still got lots of room to grow. I'm not a big fan of Diallo, um, but Again, young player on a rookie deal and you're getting two second round picks. I think that's as much as we can really probably expect for for Bamba. But I would probably want somebody other than Diallo. But who that is on the Pistons, I don't know. But again, it's a similar sort of deal that I think we can expect. G,
1: what do you see with that one? Anything that's positive for you there? it's a pa- pass for me
0: um, if we put if we get Diallo we've got a lot of players who play that position mm. you got RJ mm. Hansen coming back whilst we get the second round picks um, it's always useful to have uh, but we're going to have a big hole then in the middle Um obviously we're going to be relying then on Wendell um, Rolo and Mo Wagner so uh, not for me not for me I like Bamba although I, I've been sort of a little bit vocal this week
1: about trading it. <laughs> say, do I have to produce the WhatsApp group where you say where you agree you'd trade him for a bag of sugar in minute
0: uh, Not sugar mate, I'm diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> All he right, bag a sweetener. Give
1: out of the club earlier in the week.
0: <laughs> sweetener, maybe sweetener. Yeah, candorale. <laughs> Whatever sweeteners are available. <laughs>
2: the splendor.
1: I, I'm I'm sort of on the fence with that one a little bit more because um at least we're getting something back for Mo rather than in walking. Um, if we're not gonna we're not gonna offer him a contract. Um my biggest issue with it is that he Diallo isn't a outside shooter, he's adding more of what we already have mm-hmm. in that he's a, an athletic get to the basket type of guy. But he does produce some decent averages. He's what ten point eight points. At the moment, um, for the season, so um, I'm sort of on the fence. I'm I, I wouldn't be over upset, but I think it's not the greatest of deals. Um, Mikey, would you pass or?
2: Um, I probably would. I'd I'd probably see what teams offer him in in free agency, and then go from there. Because again, I think you can do a sign and trade for for Bamba as well if he's restricted, possibly. But I don't think you want to get to that point. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what teams are going to give up to get Bamber if they can offer him something in the summer. Cool. Okay, cool. This
1: next one then. Um, We'd will mo- we we'll be moving Terrence Ross to the Memphis Grizzlies. And in return, we would receive guard forward Jarrett Culver, shooting guard John Cunshaw, their 2022 first round pick which is top 20 protected but we are talking about the Memphis Grizzlies so are they going to be that high up? I don't know. Um, What's your thoughts on that one? G, anything you like?
0: I think it's inevitable that Terence Ross has played his last game in Orlando last night in Portland Mm. Uh, and I was actually watching him when he checked out the last time and I was thinking that's probably the last time we see him. If not, great. You know, but that's not too bad a package. You get, you know, Jared Culver, as you said, um, who's he comes highly sort of regarded. Uh, probably not been given as much of an opportunity as maybe we expected. And you get our first round pick, even though it's top twenty protected. Uh, it just gives uh, the front office a bit more flexibility. Um, so I would probably pull the trigger on that one if it was the only yeah. one. Yeah.
1: If I mean it's it's not the only one that we're going to talk about here we've got one more that we're going to talk no, about I, I, uh, really
0: I prefer the I prefer the other
1: one the next <laughs> one that's coming up next yeah, one's coming up let, let Mikey, Mikey eight, go eight, yeah. are you, what's
2: your thoughts on the Grizzlies one are you okay yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's something that you've got uh, I think any deal where you're getting a, a, a young player who's still on a rookie deal yeah he's a free agent this summer but you've got the ability you can uh, re-sign him and you're getting a first round pick alright top 20 protected but a late first round pick out of it Yeah, I think that's all you can get for Terence Ross at this point and he's not playing well at the moment if if he was playing like Gary Harris is at the moment then you might be yep. able to squeeze a little bit more out of teams but I just don't see it and what's Ross now 31 one, going be 32 next year teams aren't going to give up a huge amount for him it's and the Grizzlies are in a win-now mode. I mean, they're third third in the West. Yep. They're going to be a real contender come the postseason. So somebody like T-Ross might win them one or two post, postseason games uh, with his ability to come off the bench and throw up flames. So, uh, yeah, I, I th- I'm not necessarily a big fan of Culver, but somebody like that is uh, what we should be hoping for in return, yeah. I think.
1: Okay, so this is the one that you seem to be liking a little bit G Uh, the Toronto Raptors receive Terence Ross and Robin Lopez and the Magic receive back uh, centre Precious Achawa and point guard Goran Dragic with their 2022 first round pick which is lottery protected so guys what's
2: your thoughts on that one go on Mikey go go on uh, yeah, same, same again. You're getting a good young Blair, you, and it's probably a little bit more sweeter because it's lottery protected and not top 20. So you've got a better chance of moving up the draft a little bit more. Um, it's a pick in this year's draft, which yeah. you could also package with whatever pick. Like, let's say we drop down in the draft with our own pick. Let's say we pick fourth. You've got another pick in this year's draft that you could package to move up. Potentially, I don't know. Whatever they could do, much more. But yeah, first round pick and a, and a young player, and you're also filling that role of a backup big moving into next season as well. That you can um essentially replace Lopez or Bamba with. I mean, in this one, you've got Lopez going, but yeah, you've got Bamba's replacement there if they let him walk. So,
1: yep, absolutely. I'm happy about that's that. what. That's what. That's what I actually like about that. You've got. A replacement there for Bamba if uh, we do let him go would you gee out of interest what would you do with uh, Goran part of it would you have would you buy dragish out no I'd suit him up in a magic uniform to wind the
0: Miami Heat fans up
1: because <laughs> <laughs> apparently he's just wearing play, Miami just playing games.
0: yeah yeah basically basically <laughs> I know Dan Healy would love that because <laughs> I think he's still got a soft spot for Goran uh, now, let's be honest, we'll probably waive him, um, yeah. and, you know, let him sign with the contender. But like you said, you know, first round pick, lottery protected. Um, it's pretty pretty decent return. Uh would be sad to see Rolo go, um, but pressure to Chua. Um, you know, he's big body. Um, he and I think he could, he could do a job for us. So, um, yeah, d- decent return, I think that. And obviously yeah. Terence Ross gets to go back to the team uh, He currently used to play for, and um, I don't know where they are in the standings, but I think they're in and around the play-in, so there's an opportunity there for him. So you're not sending him to, you know, a bottom feeder.
1: So yeah, no, everyone's aware. And then we've, and then we've got the. uh, So that's that's clearly the one that we all like the most. But then there's also the rumours around the LA Lakers and uh, sending Terrence Ross there. And getting, in return, Horton Tucker and their first round pick, wherever that may be. Instantly head shaking. And I know that we've been talking about this on um, the WhatsApp group today. But, guys, what's your take on that? G, let's go to you first. Uh, Taylen Horton Tucker. If Talon Horton
0: Tucker was on the Detroit Pistons, there, there'd be no... Talk about him getting traded, etc. Him being the next big thing. The fact he's on the Los Angeles Lakers is the only reason he's being bigged up. For me, he's, you know, he signed a, a deal. I think he's got three years in and around 10, 11 million. Doesn't really help us that. Um, I don't see what he can bring, to be perfectly honest. I probably haven't seen enough of him. So maybe I'm not doing him um you know giving him enough credit. Um but I wasn't sure what first round pick the Lakers could offer us. So I didn't think they could offer anything to 2027. But for me, I I'd steer clear from dealing with a devil in the Los Angeles Lakers. Mikey,
1: okay. I, I know that you're from what what was being said earlier, you are not a fan of that one at all and don't see what he brings to us.
2: I wouldn't say, I think he's a good player, but I just don't see where he fits in with what we're trying to build. Um, Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's cool. Um, And he's got two years left. I think he's earning, I worked out earlier, I think it was like 10 million next year, 11 million the year after. We don't really, do we really want to be locking up a guy who's not really, uh, who's not really going to be part of, I don't even want to say part of the future because he's still really young, but he's going to be a role player. Do you really want to be paying a role player 10, 11 million a year who's still fairly young? I'd rather designate some of that money like we've already talked about and and bring back Gary Harris because he's going to help the young core uh, develop and and teach them the ropes and everything else. And yeah, I'm not sure... It, it just feels to me like the, the Lakers are trying to big up their trash, their rubbish players. <laughs> they're, that's, that that's The players that have got a little bit of value that other teams might value, they're trying to drum that up. Because that's where all this noise is coming from. It's not coming from us. It's the Lakers yeah. trying to go, we've got Russell Westbrook, who we don't want. We've got Taylor and Horta Tucker. We've got a team full of pensioners. And we've got no other moves we can make other than uh, trading, what was it, 2027 uh, first round pick, which could actually be valuable. Which, if you think in five years' time, there's going to come a point where they're going to bottom out again, and that pick might actually bring back something in return. But for the short term, I just don't see why throwing another player into the mix like that really makes much sense for us. Um,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm a. I'm,
1: I'm not interested in trading with them. I, th- I, I think that they've already traded away anybody that had any great value to in in getting Westbrook in the summer. I think they've already traded away an awful lot that you'd be interested in,
2: and there's nothing left that I'm, that I'm really wanting. Um, and, and and if you yeah. and and you've got to look at it from both sides of the view. I know we don't want to talk about the Lakers, but if you're the Lakers what are they 26 and 29 they're struggling they got blown out by the bucks the other night like yes they have to make moves if they want to get if they want to secure a playing spot and get into the postseason but what are they going to do when they get there like is is trading those last couple of assets off that have got a little bit of value is that really going to move the needle that much for them or are they better off just seeing out to the offseason and just playing it out i don't know I'm not really sure. Why would they give up another first round pick to get something of a little bit of value? I, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah.
1: So, question. <laughs> Do we make a move? Do you think the Magic make a move? G?
0: Gosh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Um, From what I've seen, I'm not a big fan of any of these massively. Um uh, Problem I find is teams want to trade a player. There's a reason they want to trade a player. I think we want to... The, the guys we're looking to move, Ross, obviously, you know, um, we could get get him some opportunity for, for some sort of return. Gary Harris, I, I wouldn't trade at all. No way. No. Um, and then, obviously, there's talk about Mo Bamba. But, I, I, I don't know. It, it all depends what management conversations and management's had with these players in terms of what their expectations are in the offseason if there's a chance we can bring them back I bring them back I let this roster like what Bose just said we haven't seen the team this entirety so I'm not saying run it back but unless it's something that blows my socks off I probably wouldn't do anything uh, other than maybe Tara's Ross uh, for one of those deals we we kind of talked about earlier I did pitch maybe Bagley from the Sacramento Kings but everyone keeps shooting me down in flames of that when saying Bagley's a, Bagley's bad but he's a he's a dookie and um, you know I think he plays basketball the right way he just needs to you know straighten out his attitude for me so I, if we got Bagley in return I'd be happy but we shall see
1: okay. Mikey do we make a move?
2: yes yeah if, if okay. I'm gonna repeat what I said last week well you weren't here last week Paul but I'll say it again um that if Terence Ross is still on this roster gone tomorrow night I will be gobsmacked um yep Terence Ross is gone um I still don't think Gary Harris is going to get traded i I still think he's gonna get bought out um okay at the end of the day it's all down to to Gary Harris does he want to is he happy to re-sign with us in the off season and and see out the next couple of years with a rebuilding team or does he want to go and win does he want to go and play for a playoff team and the guy's 27 and i find it really as much as I love Gary Harris and he's really grown on all of us and Paul was probably the biggest advocate of signing Gary Harris yeah. at last year in yeah. last year's trade um, I, I just don't see any logic why he would want to stick at a rebuilding team other than maybe getting paid a little bit more to stick around for another year but mm. so I, I think Gary Harris is going to be here after the deadline but I think he's going to get bought out because I think that that 20 million deal was going to be too much for teams to absorb. Um, and I think Bamba's going to be here after the deadline, um, but I don't think he's coming back next season. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, G's on about like people like Bagley. I'm, I'm not sure. And Gary was like talking about this in our group earlier, um, that you got to look at this year's draft, which I haven't spent much time. I've watched the odd highlights, but you got... Chet Holmgren who's a centre mm. and you've got um, Smith and Banchero who are two big uh, who are two fours so signing somebody like Bagley to me doesn't make much sense because you're then you're looking at the front court and you're going well you've got Franz at the three you've got Isaac coming back you've already got Tumor who could be I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Tumor got dealt in a deal for something by tomorrow him and Hampton sort of on the fringe. I'm not saying get rid of them, but I just feel no. like they they're not they're not as it sounds horrible. They're not as important as some of the other guys. They they're further down the pecking order, aren't they? So to me like you got Isaac Fault, uh, sorry, Isaac Wagner uh and Wendell as your th- as your front court 3. If you throw in a Banchero or Homegrin into that, then you want to give those guys as many minutes as possible. So um yeah, I think we're going to make a move. It's not going to be anything blockbuster. I think it's just going to be, like I said, getting something for Terence Ross if we can get something for Harris if he doesn't plan on coming back, um, and and if t- and if a team blows us away like the Sacramento Kings might give us De'Aaron Fox for Mo Bamba, um, <laughs> then that's not happening. It can't happen. But um, yeah, it, it's something if something presents itself where. A team sort of blows us away for Bamba, then it's going to happen. But yeah. I just don't see his value being that high. What do you think, Paul? Yeah. Well, we still keep playing Mo, don't we? We still keep playing him at the start. Yeah, but his minutes are dropping. Game. That's the but problem.
1: His minutes, and that's exactly what I was going to say. His minutes are dropping. It's as if he gets a get, he gets a chance each game, and then well, we move Wendell into the position who's who's proving to be far more effective. Mm. Um, Bring tumor on at the four, or you know, whatever. It's, I, I think if if the right offer comes in for Mo, we take it. Um I think like you guys, Terence Ross got left behind last year. He yeah. he re-signed with a team that was in a different position to what what halfway through the season last year he found himself in. Um that's absolutely no disrespect to the guy. He has been nothing but a superb advocate for our team. And wherever he goes, I wish him well. And I think it's only fair that we do find him somewhere that he has an opportunity to play. And I hope that's what we do. Um, I'd love to see him continue to play in in Magic Blue, whatever colour we're playing in that particular game, because uh, I, I really do like the guy. But I think he's. I do think, like you have said, G, he played his last game last night. Um, I'd be very surprised if it's anything other. So they're kind of the two. I do think that we keep Gary Harris for the time being. I can see your point, Mikey, entirely about the buyout. Yeah, but I do think we keep him unless who, again who, we can put something in there that brings a player back or a, who, a, a
2: pick. Who do we keep? Like who who we move in forwards with? Because like I. I... I heard Philip Rossman writes of this. I completely agree. Whatever move and decisions the magic can make going forwards, it has to have a purpose. And and to me, like there's a small group of players there that everything we do has got to be focused on building around the core. Yep. So what who would be the players that you would 100 percent keep and who would you be happy with? For me, seeing going?
1: I'm I'm going with Cole, Jalen. Franz and Wendell, and okay. um, more than likely in there. Just you consider. I mean, you consider for anybody who fits the right offer. But um, Markell and Ji are probably in there because we haven't seen them particularly with some of these. Some of these guys, we only saw six or seven games with uh, Markell and Cole together. We've not seen them with. Wendell we've not seen them with Jalen we've not seen them with France so I don't think that they're going to be going anywhere either
3: Yeah I,
0: I go well Markel first obviously Cole Jalen France Mo Wagner i keep around just because yeah. I think he does a lot for you know the fact he's there for his uh, younger brother um, Wendell J.I. Chumo Kiki's another one. I don't move Chuma at all. RJ, I feel a little bit different about. Um, if he, you know, if there's a deal there for him, you know, it is what it is. I think we've got a lot of um, guards and people who can play that position. I'm um, i think if I've forgotten anybody now. Have I forgotten anyone notable? I think so. No. Well, no, well I've, and, got, and then, I've
2: got... I've got a rough depth chart here that I jotted down earlier that I would think about moving into next season with. And it's Anthony, Suggs, Franz Wagner, Isaac and Carter. And then you've got Foltz uh, and then Foltz. Hampton, O'Kiki, and Mo Wagner would be on the periphery for me. Yeah. is definitely on the periphery for me. Because yeah. again, yeah. like if you if you if you get a banchero or a Smith in the draft. He's either you're starting four or he's competing with Isaac at that point. And then you're trying to see what Isaac's got then. But
0: I yeah. think I think O'Keefe's this kind of player though, you could just put in the position. He's yeah. probably, you know, guard a two, three, four. He gets things I think done. Was- he's very good at his defensive intensity, mm-hmm. um and his drive into the basket and cutting has got a lot better. He's shot the ball well recently. He has. And I'm not gonna I I keep tumor. I keep I wouldn't trade tumor, no way.
1: Um, Baby Kawhi did we, we
0: say last year?
1: Say go <laughs> The young Kawhi. Ba- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 he's on the periphery for me. Um he's not a definite key, he's on the periphery. So yeah. Mm. Cool. Interesting. Okay. So let's look at the predictions shall we? Last week. Um, Magic went one and two, beating Portland, losing to Memphis and Boston, as we've already mentioned. Uh, Gary and I went one and two, so I have finally picked up another point. Props to Gary because he predicted it exactly right, though. He uh, said we would beat Portland. I'd gone for Boston. I think perhaps my heart was all uh, in my head there, but there we go. Um, Mikey, Connell, you went two and one. G, I was shocked when you went 0 oh and three. I thought yeah, you said it the went, wrong way round at first.
0: My head went 0-3, my heart went 1-2, and 2, if we, if you spool back and want to listen. Yeah, but, yeah oh mate, I did, it it is what it is. I, I'd watch. It is yeah. what it is,
1: yeah. So, league-wise, Mikey, still streaking ahead, just 7-7. Seven and, seven. <laughs> and, gee, welcome to the wooden spoon position, joint with me, 6-8. Happy days. What's it like to be? What's it like to be a bottom feeder? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we
0: can get Mikey involved
1: next week if we both hey, get it absolutely. right next week. So, week week ahead, we have um, four games before we record again. We're recording this on Thursday, the seventeenth of February. Um, so, no, sorry, I'll start again. That's the next episode, Thursday the seventeenth of February. Uh, today is the ninth. I'll all over the place so we've got four games um, Friday or we'll do it in the UK time Saturday 2am so if you're watching if you're watching this or listen to this stateside subtract five hours um, we play the Utah Jazz we're in we're in Salt Lake City they are fourth in the west 33 and 21 they've won the last three um, 18 and 10 at home um Rudy Gobert is out tonight as is um, potentially Rudy Gay. He's doubtful. Joe Ingalls is out for the season, but I think something's happened
2: whilst we've been
0: he's recording got, this. He's actually. got traded. He's been traded. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. The Jazz have and- acquired Nickel Alexander-Walker uh, in a three-team deal and the Jazz just gave up two second-round picks for him. So, okay. it's a pretty decent deal, okay. I think.
1: But he's, he's, he's li- his list has been out for the season anyway. yeah um, mm-hmm. And if you want to know when we last won in Salt Lake City, December 2015. So we've uh, been on a bit of a losing streak with them. Uh, Sunday, 2am, we play Phoenix at Phoenix. Uh, Top out of the West. Best record in the NBA with 44 and 10. They've won nine of the last 10, including the last three. 22 and five at home. They do have um, five guys out injured at the moment, Landry Shamut, Frank Kaminsky, Dario Saric, Cameron Payne and Abdul Nadar. Um we do have a decent record in Phoenix though. So and against Phoenix recently. Then Tuesday 2 a.m in Denver meeting up with Aaron. Um, they are sixth in the West, 40 and 24 record. They've won seven of the last 10, um including the last two, 15 and 10 at home. Uh here we go. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. And Vladko Chanshaw. Oh, see, I've even got it spelt out. Chanshaw. <laughs> Doesn't look right. I'm sorry. It's got that many bloody signs over the top. It's Vlad- Vladko Chanshaw. They're all long-term ancestors and that's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> um, Austin Rivers is also currently out, but he could be back by the time we play them. Um, we beat them in December and that ended a 10 game losing streak we last won in De- in Denver in December of 2015 also uh, and then finally last game of the week we are back home to play Atlanta who considering they are last year's beaten Eastern Conference finalists surprisingly still only 10th in the East 26 and 28 record but they've won 7 of the last 10 um, but 10 and 16 on the road At present, only Lou Williams is out with a hamstring issue with the final meeting of the season, where we are one and two down, but we did win the last game, and that was in Atlanta. So, that takes us to All-Star Weekend. Predictions, boys. So, let's go with G. (laughs)
0: Oh, and four. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, we've, we've beaten Denver we've beaten Utah and I think they'll want to get their revenge uh, Phoenix obviously best team in the league that's going to be tough Atlanta might be one we can nick um, but yeah these West Coast trips are never fun are they let's be honest so um, yeah let's get that locked in oh, and 4 unfortunately and that's head oh. and heart but, yeah
1: wow okay I'm surprised
2: at that I was expecting a 1-3 and three, to be fair there we go, yeah. Mikey, what are you going with? Exactly the same, 0-4. I'm not going to repeat what G just said. Uh, he he just wants he to agreement. be... He still
0: wants to be no, first, doesn't he? That's genuinely, what
2: as soon as Paul was like, ooh, who shall I choose? I was just waiting to go 0-4. Like, I just don't see anything else this week. Like, you're playing three really good teams out West and then you play the Hawks, who are playing really well as soon as you get back off that West Coast trip. So... I don't see anything else other than known 4 this week. Um, and you think we had, what, four wins out of six games and we were feeling good and I was like, we're going to beat the Grizzlies. And then we were absolutely... Mulled. Mulled.
0: Yeah, we did have a chuckle about that, didn't we, Paul?
2: Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so, to so, I want to know
1: what drugs you've been on. I want to know how much you've been snorted before we came on air.
2: Mate, just four wins out of six, that's what I did it. And then, and then you get this unrealistic expectation and this hope that uh, soon disappears again. So, uh, no, I, I just feel like I wouldn't say it was a blip that we had, but obviously it was good to have uh, have some wins on the board. But, um, yeah, we, let's, let's, I think we're going to um, come back down to earth, especially with the trade deadline. There might be a few uh, games where we're missing one or two players if they get moved. So we shall see. But, yeah, 0-4 this week. Ditto. Oh. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> right, the legal. No, no need to mention this next time we do <laughs> oh, one. 0-4. Sorry, I just don't see anything else.
0: Well, should we have a tiebreaker on this then? Which game will we lose the, the most by? Because <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to move the needle at all,
1: is it? Clo- the closest game is going to be Atlanta. I think that's going to be the closest game. Um, and I tend to feel that we can give Denver a bit of a run as well.
0: The Phoenix game will be the
1: worst game yeah, I think I think we, we could get mullered by Phoenix. but uh, to be fair, I don't i this season, we've competed in ev- in pretty much every game. Even games where we've ended up losing by 20, 25 points. There've been long periods where we've competed. So I'm not convinced that we're gonna get absolutely destroyed by any of them. But if there's one that's gonna be
2: hard to watch, it could be it could be the Phoenix game. I, I'm going I think we should change the tiebreaker. Go on. Well, there's games where you get blown out, and then you only... Fin- and then when you look at the box, final box score, it's like, oh, uh, you lost by ten. So why don't we go with which magic player is going to finish with the highest points in a game this week? to me. So I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to go, Franz.
0: Okay. Why? Overall, on average, over the four games.
2: No, 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 no. He's going to put up the most points out of any player this week in those four games
0: so average across the four games
2: no, no one game in, in one said, game he's oh, right. say 33 okay. yeah
0: right I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you uh, right I gotta go <laughs> somewhere different then haven't I
1: <laughs> would you
0: say, you said Cole did you no I said Franz
1: ok I'll go Cole well I'm really pleased I'm going last <laughs> Thanks, up. guys. Let's we Can I want. I want a different tiebreaker. I want to go with blocks. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, I'm gonna go then with. Um, you can do the same as us if you want. No, man. I'm, no. I'm, if I want my bottom position back, so. I'm I'm gonna go with um, You know what? Justicus. Just, no mate no um I'm I'm actually gonna have a, a stab at go um, with Jalen
2: Jalen yeah. Okay Jalen Franz or Cole? having been well and truly stitched up on the predictions there
1: and the tiebreaker. (laughs) Thanks lads. Um, Just want to say to everybody, thanks as always for listening and watching. Uh, Mikey G thanks for your company. It's been uh, quality as always, guys love doing this. Um, Please subscribe to the podcast, hit the notification button so as not to miss any future episodes. Make sure you visit the website orlandomagicuk.com for the latest news. Follow us on Facebook, twitter instagram tiktok and i missed one facebook instagram tiktok and twitter i thought i said twitter um all are at orlando magic uk and all the links are also featured in the podcast description so until next time from mikey garan myself go magic